be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Hey. Oh, Back yeah. Back together again. Yeah. How's it been going? It has been going well. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Uh, I will say that uh, while at work, the, I, I take newspapers in to the people there so that they can have them to read and i usually keep one for myself so i can do the sudoku puzzle so on and so forth a physical and, uh, newspaper yeah actual oh, okay. newspaper i have a they story have be, about that here in a second they have to actually be i think they have to supply them to the inmates right and so take it in drop it off one of the headlines last week was really just uh it really got on my nerves got under my skin and it was talking about, and, and I'm just going to paraphrase, I, I didn't read the actual article, but the headline itself was just enough to just to make my skin crawl and make me so mad. It was ridiculous. And the gist of the article, or the gist of the headline, which would probably mean the article was on the same subject matter, was that the co- collegiate sports is in danger now that there's no, uh, you know, there's no law in place to let college athletes abort children if they get pregnant while they're <laughs> competing in college sports. So that's going to be a, uh, that's, that's the, the, to them, the people, I guess on the left, that's the big danger for college sports. Now is the fact that women can't get abortions, right? Not the fact, mind you, that we allow men who are pretending to be women to compete in women's sports and thus take away all the opportunities and championships that they could possibly win. Right. Because, you know, we we don't have enough cojones, I guess, as a society to say, uh, dude, you're a man. You've always been a man. You'll always be a man. No matter what you do to change your physical appearance, you're still going to be a man. Right. Period. You can live how you want, but yet you're and still going to be a man. Yeah. You're still going to be a man. You can live however you want. That's fine. But you're still going to be a man. It's the way it is. And, uh, yeah, that what's it going to take? Like swimming, you're going to have like what top five men who are pretending to be women to be the top five athletes in, in supposed female swimming. No, it's going to, it's going to take, <clears throat> it's going to take female athletes standing up and saying, uh, no, we're not going to compete before they'll, you know, and there has been a few. Yeah. I'm just wondering where all the feminists out there are who are always wanting to protect women and to push women's rights and, and, and women, 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 where are they at in this whole discussion? Why aren't they up in arms about the fact that, you know, opportunities are being taken away from women and given to men? They're just afraid to I mean, say like, anything. Like if you're, 
Uh, yeah, they probably are. I mean, that's the only reason most people don't say anything is most people are. Well, I mean, it always goes back to the hard rule. If it doesn't affect me, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to put my neck out for somebody else. That's how 99% of the people in this country feel until it affects them. But the problem is, yeah, like when you keep letting stuff like that happen, eventually it's going to snowball into where it's affecting you. Um, right. It all, I mean, the pendulum always swings back the other way. I don't know, but, but with your newspaper story, um, it's really not with the article. It's more with the actual. They were telling Laura was telling me a story the other day. There's a couple came in the courthouse, um, you know, because you go in to get your marriage license and you fill out the paperwork to get, and you have 30 mm-hmm. days once you get your license to get married. And this was a young, you know, 18, 19 year old couple um, getting married, which we see in their uh, not daily, but just about daily anymore. There's always you know, people in there getting their marriage license. But um, this couple, they were filling out their paperwork and, you know, they go through and ask you all the questions, your name, your parents' name, their maiden name, the your occupation, right. all of that. And uh, one of the last questions on it is, do you uh, want the announcement put in the paper? And uh, the girl was like, uh, what's that? I don't understand. It's like, well, you know, do you want us to put the wedding announcement in the paper? She's like, well, I don't know what that is. And she's like, you know, the newspaper. And neither one of them knew what a physical newspaper was. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> oh, that's... And that uh, either one or two ways. Either they're so connected with, like, this kind of stuff. Right. That they don't know what a newspaper is. Or they're just from so far back in the backwoods that they've never I, I been think, exposed to newspapers. I think most of it was just their age, young. Um, it's probably, well, it might have been a little of both. Can you imagine living 19 years and not knowing what a newspaper is? Uh, and how can you... You know, I, mean, I can imagine my like kids, this, I can imagine my kids, if it wasn't for me talking about things like this. Now, a newspaper, they would probably know, but like a phone book, they wouldn't have any... I mean, they would have yeah. um, the TV guide. I know I've talked to them about yeah. that before, and they have no clue what that is. I mean, they, they do right. now because we kind of explained it, but they never experienced right. it in life. They've never actually seen yeah. one. Um, and for us, well, that, I mean, we just kind of take some of that stuff not, for granted. Did they, never, did, did they never come to town and, like, see a newspaper for sale? Uh, they're probably just not paying any attention you to know, it. I mean, I mean, I know even when we maybe. were kids, there there were a lot of stuff years? when we were kids that I never paid attention to. I don't know some of these people. You uh, well, like if you, you know, we played that one video that one day um, that you and I recorded. Uh, you know, Fleckus did. Uh, he's got another one that they just put out. Um, here, I'll play this one for you. Now, granted, this is, uh, in my opinion. Stuff that you should have learned. I can see them not teaching you in school about a TV guide and maybe right. a phone book. I, I would think they would have discussed newspapers in school. Yeah, for the simple fact that, you know, if you're teaching history or anything at all, you could say, you know, what country is the Queen of Reports from that time frame? Right. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't know. No, give me, give me your best guess. I guess a country. Mm. What is a country again? Give me a guess. What is a country again? You know, first of all, the question is, what is the Queen of England? What country is the Queen of mm-hmm. England from? Yes, and if you're the Queen of England, right. that would... So even if you didn't it. know and you were just throwing out the wildest guess, 
Would you not use the one in the question? Exactly. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But yeah, this girl doesn't even know what a country is. It, um, yeah, I know. What is it's a crazy. country? What is a country? What is a country? Canada. <laughs> yes. Do you know what time this is? But technically, technically, when she says Canada, she is correct. No, she rules over Canada, Canada, but she's not from Canada. No, she's not from Canada. Because the question was, what country is the Queen of England from? Oh, well, okay. Well, she is the sovereign of Canada. Yeah. And this one I can see, there's a lot lot of young kids that don't know how to read the hands on the clock. Oh, gosh, let me... I'll, yeah, uh, let me, I'll tell you some stories after this. Go ahead. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, uh, 245. Yes. Do you know what country the Great Wall of China is in? Country? Another question. Guess the name the in the is. question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have to guess. Japanese? Yes. Do you know what the third... I like always, you see the disappointment in his eyes when he says, yes. Yes. Third month of each year is? Ain't that leap year or some shit? Yeah. Do you know what 15% of 100 is? Fuck. Around what it is, if you had to guess. Probably like 75. I don't know. Yes. Do you know what country we gained our independence from? Spain. Yes. How many inches are in two feet? I don't know. <laughs> Around how many inches? Um. If you had to guess. Five. Yes. Do you know what country the Panama Canal is in? No. If you had to guess, like, what do you think it sounds like it's in? Guess a country. Europe. Yes. Can you name all the months? September. Name all the months. Okay, so anyway, I'm walking through, making my rounds in the jail, and I've got these young kids coming up pecking on the windows because they're locked down for whatever reason. They're like, hey, what time is it? And I'll just show them my watch. I'll just throw my hand up, you know, like, yeah. there's my wires, my wrist. They're like, what time is that? There I it don't is. Know. There's the watch. Exactly. I hear that. I, they're like, I can't read that. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? No, no, I can't read that. So I was like, I'll look and I'm like, you know how to, you, you know how to read a watch? I'll look at their, if they got a celly. I'm like, you know how to read a watch? They're like, yeah. I'm like, come over here. Look at my wrist. Now tell him what time it is. And then <laughs> I told this one guy, and I said, if you don't mind, you know, maybe teach this skill to uh, to him while you're yeah. in here. Make something positive at like, least come from this. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the first time it happened, I, I was just totally blown away that someone would not know how to read a watch. It became more and more prevalent, more and more people. Because I wouldn't tell them. I'd just show them a watch. And then I'd walk away. Yeah, this girl, she doesn't know the months. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Yes. Do you know what country the Panama Canal is in? Panama? Spain? Yes. What do we call a, a shape with five sides? Is it an octagon? Wait, that's six. That's eight. Octagon is eight. At least she did have that. She knew that. So Yeah, barely. <laughs> She's struggling still, with Pentagon, but... That's something. Is it a stop sign? Yes. Do you know what year the U.S. was founded? Oh, no. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Around when? If you had to guess a year. I do not know. 
And all of these people are should be graduated high school age. At least. Yeah. Yes. How many different moons does the Earth have? Four. Four. Yes. Do you know who fought in the Mexican-American War? You remember? There again, the answer. Can't lie to. I don't know that. in the question. Yeah. I don't know. I lose all faith in humanity sometimes. And these people can vote. Yes, I know. And that's, that's really sad and scary, that they have no grasp anything with having to do with the world. Let them vote. <laughs> you know, it would really be funny is if he asked them like a barrage of 30 questions that your average individual probably should know. And then at the end of it, he's like, okay, now you've gotten every one of these questions wrong. Do you think you should be allowed to vote? <laughs> uh, now, granted, most of them are would be allowed to vote, but I would imagine most of them don't vote. Yeah. Because I, right I wouldn't imagine that they care that much. I wouldn't um, think they do either. Saw a video today, Alan, you know, Alan West, he's a Republican from uh, Florida. Did he run for president in 2016? I was thinking he was a Republican, Dro- dropped early. Um, but uh, somebody asked him a question about uh, uh, red flag laws. Hello. Hey. Um, my name is Kyle. Hi, Kyle. I was wondering if you could talk about the unconstitutionality of red flag gun laws. Red flag gun laws. Hey, I'm going to throw up this softball lob here at you, and uh, can you hit it out of the park yeah. for me? <laughs> yes, please. Oh, very do. interesting thing. Yeah. And again, red flag gun loss was something that popped up as a response to what happened in Parkland. If the system had done what it was supposed to do, Nicholas Cruz would have been taken care of. Like I said, almost 40 call-outs to his home. Red flag laws violate your Second and your Fourth Amendment rights. They do. But let me give you a clear example when a red flag law goes wrong. It was November of 2018 in the city of Ferndale, Maryland. A 61-year-old man by the name of Gary Willis was asleep in his home. At 5 o'clock in the morning. Now, I don't know about you all, but at 5 o'clock in the morning, someone's doing that at my door. I have a Remington 870 tactical shotgun that I'm going to be picking up and I'm going to go to the door because I got to protect my home. I have to protect my wife. I have to protect my possessions. Gary Willis picked up his handgun and he went to the door. There stood two police officers. The police officer said that we're here to serve a red flag warning against you at 5 a.m. in the morning. Gary Willis, I mean, he's coming out of a sleep stupor. He doesn't know, are these really police officers? Whatever. What does Gary Willis do? He raises his, his weapon. He shot dead. A 61-year-old man had done nothing wrong, sleeping in his bed. To this day, we don't know who the two police officers are. No one has ever seen the red flag protection order. No one even knows who initiated the red flag protection order. But an innocent 61-year-old man is dead. See, people come up with a lot of great ideas and think that this is a way that we solve things, but the next thing you know, it gets in the hands of the wrong people and an innocent person loses his life. That's why we don't need red flag protection laws. But what we do need, okay, I think, how many people here have ever purchased a weapon before? 
have a handgun. Y'all know the form 4473, correct? You fill out that form 4473. I think that what we need to start doing is we need to start asking tough questions like, do you have someone in the home that is under certain medications? Do you have someone in your home that has a mental illness? That's how we need to start peeling this thing back, instance by instance by instance. I think one of the things that you have to be very concerned about is your HIPAA protections. You know, do we want to have doctors and nurses or whatever divulging your information out there to the government? Now, maybe that would have solved the issue with Jared Loftner or the kid that dressed up and thought he was the joker out there in Aurora, Aurora Colorado. But we have to deal with these things on their eaches. And this one-size-fit-all response called a red flag protection law, it is unconstitutional in every way, shape, form, and fashion. And anyone signing up for that, you should run away from them. Run away! Run away! He's absolutely correct. And I do remember, I do know who this guy is. Yeah. I've seen him before. He was on the car asking some of the most ridiculous questions to him, and he's just, he just put her in her place. Yeah. In a rather spectacular fashion. <laughs> I yeah. like him. I... That man right there, I would more than likely vote for him for president. Yeah, I always, uh, uh, I always liked right. a lot of what he said. Now, I, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. I don't think he was ever around long enough to hear a lot of what his, you know, his his platform was. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I think he right. ran in sixteen against Trump. I think he did too. That was the last thing I heard uh, about it. But so uh, let me ask you: uh, mm-hmm. Have you been watching the Amazon, the new Amazon that came out? Um, Lord of the Rings, Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, no, um, but I've seen a lot of people trashing it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. We, we've yeah. considered watching it and uh, doing some videos on it, but I didn't want to get into it mm-hmm. if I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I didn't want to start uh, doing videos and release a video or two. Um, I thought about watching right. maybe the first two and doing the videos, but not well, releasing the, the videos yet until I decide they're up to three. Okay. The first three are right. But see, I don't want to release one or two and then go, man, I hate this. This sucks. And then just stop doing videos on it. Well, see, the comments that I've been finding online about it is because Amazon, they're aggravated is because of all the diversity that they have right. in the show and that there's a, there's a black guy in it and he's playing an elf. And I really don't care about that. No, that doesn't matter. Uh, it's a fantasy world. It can be anything. Yeah, in fact, that there's exactly you can be you can be an elf and you can be black and you can be an elf and you can be white and you can be a dwarf and be black or white or whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, hobbits, you know the whole nine yards. Right. You can be any kind of variety of hobbit that there is out there. But the one thing that, like I said, resounding back against that particular narrative from most of the people that like I said, I've read their comments is that uh, it's not necessarily diversity that they care about it's the fact that they're that amazon isn't treating them the source material with the amount of respect that they should be uh yeah i can see that uh, and and that they just don't think that it's going in the right direction one of the big questions in the first two and probably the third is so now there's a person that fought and i don't want to spoil too much but there's a person who falls from the sky and lands on the ground and when he lands he lands in an area where there are called Harfoots at that time, I think is what it is. They're supposed to be the basically what hobbits where they come from. Oh, okay. I got to I've I've heard all kinds of uh, theories on this guy. I've heard everything from maybe this is Gandalf, which it shouldn't be, to uh, this is Sauron, and uh, I'm coming at it from a different angle, in that maybe 
that this person that fell from the sky is uh, a guy that was in the Lord of the Rings books, but when they made the movie, they left him out. And his name is Tom Bedell. Because Tom was, he was, let's put it this way, Tom was so powerful that when Frodo handed him the one ring of power, you know how Gandalf wouldn't even touch it in the movie because he's like, I would be too tempted to use the ring. Eventually it would turn me evil and, and all this other stuff. He wouldn't touch it. But Tom just takes the ring away from Frodo and looks at it, kind of turns it around, everything like that, and gives back. Tom is an incredibly powerful, magical type being. And nobody really knows where he came from. But if you look in one of the, uh, it's a book out, it's uh, the, the Adventures of Tom Bombadil, and it's a bunch of poems and stuff like that that, that Tolkien put together about Tom and some, some of the other figures, I guess, in hmm. in Middle Earth. But one of them is that uh, Tom fell to Earth, or it was the man in the moon that fell to Earth. And I'm thinking, you know, you got this meteor falling out of the sky. It's a guy. He's got wizard-type powers, kind of like Gandalf, which Tom would have. He lands near hobbits, and at that particular time in, in Tolkien's history, hobbits are, uh, they move around a lot. They don't stay in one place very long. What is that? They're, uh, what's the word, David? Nomads. They go from place to place to place to place. Yeah, nomads. They're nomadic. And uh, Mary, Pippin, Sam, and Frodo leave the shire to go through an old wood. It's where they find Tom. My thing is this, and this does sound kind of logical, at least to me, is that maybe the guy that fell to Earth is Tom, and he helps them and pushes them out of the area that they're in because I believe they're in what's called the Southland, and that's where Mordor is. Mm. So Tom pretty much shepherds these people out of this area because he knows what's getting ready to come and what's going to happen with that area. And so he shepherds them out to the Shire, and then he stays on their border in the old wood, kind of looking over them. That's yeah. my theory. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. That guy's a little mad. He naked. Ah, he pulled a bumper off. <laughs> what would you do if you're driving that car he's and a naked, naked man is attacking your car and rips the front bumper off your car? Well, he's got shoes on. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's got, he's got green shoes. I think they're just socks. <laughs> Maybe it is just socks. I don't know. They should just run him over. Just say no to drugs. Yeah. Should. So you watched any of the Game of Thrones, the new one? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't watched. That's a good one too. It 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 is really good. I like it. It's uh the fourth episode comes on tomorrow night. You can watch our review episodes if you want to support the channel and get the gist of it in the condensed version. Like notes. Yeah. Did you listen to this one on back. quiet on quiet quitting? No. no. I can't say that I have. What was the gist of? It uh, quiet quitting is a new term. Well, it's not really a new term. It's kind of a the idea behind it is um, I hate my job, so I'm going to do the very very bare minimum that I could possibly get away with and still keep my job. Mm -hmm. So it said, yeah, uh, where they work, how long they work, how long they stay at the job. That's all changed. Uh, People are you know rebelling against that. It said uh, one of the quotes says, uh, "We're acting our wage." Instead of, you know, acting our age, we're acting our wage, which is the, mm-hmm. we're only going to work what you pay us to do. Um, none of this going above and beyond. None of this really working hard. It's a uh, coasting well, I counterculture. Can kinda, I, kinda, I can kind of understand where people would, uh, I mean, because in the environment that I work in, I could go in and I could bust my butt every single day. Right. And I'm going to get paid the same amount of money as this guy over here that sits and does nothing. Right. For like the bare minimum. Right. There's no, they don't acknowledge excellence in any way at the job that I'm at. 
right any way shape or form and as a matter of fact then they'll tell you anything that they like if they need something along the lines of uh we're short on, on the shift we need you about on one of your days off and sit with an inmate at the hospital right so that you can get a little overtime and they'll and they'll tell you we're doing this so you can get a little overtime but then before the end of that pay period is up they'll tell you you got to go home early a couple of days so that they don't have to pay it right i mean if you're going to call me up on my day off and have me come in then i want that overtime I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave work. You know, six hours early on and six hours early on another, just so you don't have to pay me the overtime money that you asked me to come do. And it was the carrot you dangled in front of me. I've seen them do it on several occasions. Several people. It's like, well, you got to leave. So what if I don't want to? What if I want to get paid? Yeah, but that but falls can, into that whole that. mindset <clears throat> because I I view and it's what I've always taught my kids. You do. You work hard and you do a good job for the sake of doing a good job. Yes. Um, you excellence for the sake of excellence. Right. The the people around me that do their jobs is no bearing on the quality of my work. Exactly. So if he's slacking off and getting away with it, that doesn't mean I should kick back and take it a little easy because he is. So the quality of my work should not suffer. I have right. I have an obligation and an agreement with my employer in my opinion, mm-hmm. to give my best for the pay that we've agreed upon. Right. I totally agree with what you just said. But like I said, I've seen, and I can kind of understand where some of these people are coming from. Oh, yeah. It's just laziness. Somebody, Everybody wants, is, they want the most it, for nothing. It just brings every, it just brings, it just brings everybody down, you know, and you don't punish the, the people that aren't doing the things that they should be doing it just brings morale down for everybody no it brings morale down for the people who allow it allows it to bring them down if you're a hard-working hustler there's nothing anybody else is going to do to bring you down you're in 100 percent control of of your attitude and your work ethic they can you know offer some outside stimulus that would drive them into either wanting to quiet quit like this or my whole focus around all of it wasn't kind of look at, I always use the example of Burt Kreischer, the comedian. He always talked about his dad mm-hmm. that he said, you know, cause Burt was, he's a stand-up comedian. So it's not like he's ever had much of a real job before. A comedian is a job, but it's not like a nine to five. You go in, the boss is telling you do this, do this, do this. You're, you're an entrepreneur. You're working for yourself. You're, you're creating your own path. His dad was the opposite. His dad was, that's not what a man does. He said, in this world, what you do is, he, sh- he said, you eat shit for a living and you cash checks. That's what you do. A man gets a, <laughs> gets a horrible job that he hates that makes decent money to pay to raise his family. And I understand there's a lot of people that end up in those situations, but you shouldn't go into it with your, that as being your plan. And I can see right. the, the idea behind a lot of this is most of these people are, they're like, I'm in a job I hate to do. I work for a company that I hate to work for. I'm only going to give what they're requiring of me. I'm not going to work hard. I'm not going to do any of this. I'm there to get a paycheck. And I understand the logic behind it. My thing is, you need to be doing everything in your ability to get out of that situation. Why are you accepting the fact that you're in a job that you hate? Because there are so many things you could be doing. And maybe you don't make as much money. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you make more. Maybe, you know, maybe you have to, you know, instead of getting by 
with doing no work, you do something you really love to do, and you work really hard at it, and maybe you make the exact same amount of money. You don't make any more, but now you're like, well, why would I do that? I'm getting the same amount of money, but I'm having to work twice as hard. But you, but you are doing something maybe you love. Mm-hmm. But I think you should, and I mean, take it, I always take everything back to get Gary V. I think Gary V is, when it comes to the hustle life and the working and the figuring out what you want to do and all of that, you know, his, the, one of the big quotes he always says is most people have a job because they're paying, they're, they're working at a job that they hate to make money, to afford to buy things that they can't afford, that they don't need to impress people that they don't like. You're ruining your life. For all of these things that are making you miserable, you're like, okay, I could be extremely happy and not have all these, not have a brand new fancy car, not have this massive house, not have all these things impressing all these people that I could care less what they think anyway, really. But I couldn't afford those things unless I do this job I hate. So I'm either going to make the work this job making 24000 a year and be really happy get by with the things I have, or I'm going to work this job I hate making 70000 a year to pay for things that I don't need and I'm not going to enjoy anyway. You were talking about the comedian that was talking about his dad about getting a, a job he hates to take yeah. care of his family and stuff like that. It kind of reminded me, I was listening to uh, Louder with Crowder a few days ago, and he was talking about women and the right to vote and stuff like that. The fact that women have a choice in that they can, you know, stay at home, be a mom, or they can go get a job and be out in the workforce and stuff like that. Right. And uh, he's like... Men have that choice, too. To him, and the way he was... Yeah, well, for him, and the way he was raised, I was given that choice. I don't have that. You know what I'm saying? Now, he's. I think he's doing something that he loves, and thus, and something right. that he enjoys, and thus, work isn't really work. It's more... But he's saying, that was never an option for me. Well, it was. Yeah, he just didn't think it was. And it, and it would be, yeah, possible. Because who who would have restricted him from doing that? Nobody. Would people have said things? Yes. Would you have cared? No. So when people talk about, well, society won't let you do this, that, you know, society does this. Who is all of the society people? What are they actually doing other than they'll look down on you? for doing something or the other. You don't care what those people think. I mean, my whole motto in life has always been, I don't care what people who don't love me think about me. So, I mean, he had the option of doing those things. He had the option of doing those things in life, but society would have looked at him wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, well, like we always talk about, Colonel Sanders didn't start KFC till he was 65. Right. What did he do before that? I think a bunch of stuff. I mean, he was like a construction worker, I think. You know, I just heard a thing about uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson didn't get uh-huh. started till he was late in life with education and uh, teaching and professor and stuff. He was, when he was uh-huh. in his like uh, 20s and 30s, he was, uh, he worked construction, he did dug ditches, he worked uh, concrete. Now, most of the jobs he did were like, uh, day, not day labor, but kind of the backbreak labor. It wasn't the skilled labor. In, uh, in a lot of those construction places. Um, and I didn't right. realize he did uh, did that. I kind of always had it in my head that he was born a college professor just because right. listening to him talk. But it's just, Right. It's just what it's, yeah. 
I get what you're saying. Yeah. But like Grandma Moses, she didn't start painting until she was in her 70s. And the only reason she started doing that is because her arthritis was so bad she couldn't uh, knit anymore. So she took up painting. Hmm. So she'd have something to do. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, my whole thing is just if you want to do something, do it. You know, just go for it. And, and I'm not saying everybody should quit their job and uh, go live the van life. But uh, yeah, van down by the river. But honestly, Batman. I'm going to be Batman. If, if that's what you wanted to <laughs> do, why wouldn't you? You're not going to get a second chance at it. No, no, you're not. So what are you waiting to be happy for? I mean, I'm not speaking directly to well, you. I'm speaking I'm, more in, you know, it's more right. of a rhetorical, but, but what do people wait for? I mean, I, and I know in my head, I, there's a lot of things I think, I mean, I'm not that you look at regret and things like, not, you go, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would. It's not like that. But there's sometimes I think I would have liked to have really played the piano. And you're like, well, I'm not going to do it now. Well, why? Why aren't you going to do it now? If it's something you want to do, you want to learn how to do, why would you not do it now? Because you're not going to be able to do it later if you don't do it now. Right. What's the, what's the expression? When's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? You know, when's the second best time today? I guess it's just me getting old, being philosophical, looking at... Uh, Philosophical Dave. It's a new side. There used to not be a Philosophical Dave. I will let you people know that right now. <laughs> I just took it as it came. And I, yeah. I still do that, but I, uh, I'm i just not as accepting of uh, the circumstances as I used to be. Because I think you can make it into what you want it to be. I mean, what do you think? I mean, throw throw out some logic there. <laughs> no, uh, I see exactly where you're coming from. And like I said, speaking of like getting a job you hate and, and, and you know, I never really thought about it that much as far as like what my dad did for a living. I, I never asked him, you know, right. did you, do you like, did you like doing that work? You know, or was this just, this is a good job and I've got a family and I need to take care of them. And, uh, but I've never actually sat him that sit down and talked to him and say, you know, did you really, did you like doing that job? Was this something that, you know, you grew up and this is like, or is this just something just kind of. Sometimes you just fall into yeah, it. Here I am. It's a, yeah. you're, you're a victim of circumstances. This is what happened and this is my job and I can make, I can make the best of it. I can make a right. living off of this. I could maybe look at something different, but why bother? Is this the is this the prevailing uh, I guess circumstances or the way things happen for people that they just they don't really have a plan and they just kind of just fall into things and and there they are and then the next thing you know they're sixty five and they're retiring and like you said they don't really they never really gave a crap about the job that they had yeah. but they just did it you know like you said eat crap and cash checks I mean cause just because it, of the job there's got to be nothing worse to see than a seventy year old man with regret in his eyes and like I said we. We think we get a second shot at it, and we can just do it the next go around. But uh, mm -hmm. and I catch myself all the time. I mean, not actually thinking there's a second go around, but I'm. I think I'll do that later. Do that one next time. I can. Right. Oh well. I guess we should probably about wrap this up. But first, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And if this is your first time, you need to go ahead and subscribe to the show. So you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. Be sure and uh, leave us a comment and a review also. And you can do that on whichever app you listen to us on. Because um, we're available on all of them. Like I said, be sure and hit whatever they have. Some of them are like, some of them are follow, some of them are subscribe to. 
But uh, we're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast, all of them. And remember, we release this episode, um, this full podcast episode, every week, every Monday. And then we release the Socially Solo episodes every morning. And uh, Wolfie throws in a uh, back-in-my-day portion to the Socially Solo episodes whenever he sends them in. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and you have an amazing rest of your day. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.